Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. So who keeps riding around on a motor scooter, robbing people, stealing their chains and wallets and phones, and then riding off like they did something big? Cops want to know they've been at it for a few weeks now, working certain parts of Queens. we got their pictures on our website. Roger Stern now with what they've been up to, including an attack on a child. One victim, a 12-year-old girl, the moped dragged her down the street as the thieves were removing her necklace. She's okay. Terrible. Terrible. It's... No, things have been changed a lot. Orlando saying Elmhurst has become more dangerous. The moped bandit struck here and in Jackson Heights, Corona and North Corona. Seven robberies since late October. Ian says we need more police. They need to um, tighten up. You know, they can do it in Manhattan. They need to do it here. Roger Stern, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Elmhurst. And if you recognize these guys, they want you to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. It's been the same since the end of 2018, and it was cool when they first raised the minimum wage in New York. But now it's like, okay, what have you done for me lately? Growing calls tonight for an increase to the minimum wage here in the city. It's been almost four years since... The minimum wage was last raised in New York City. And James Parrott, an economist with the New School, says that $15 an hour now feels more like 13 an hour. We've seen pretty significant consumer inflation that has eroded the purchasing power of the minimum wage. Places like Denver, San Francisco, and Seattle are all at at least 17 an hour. The business community is likely to raise objections that they can't afford an increase, but Parrott says they heard those arguments last time. And yet what we saw in that period were historic improvements in job growth and living standards for people at the bottom. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Switching gears also today. Pointing to the influence of rap legends like the late great Biggie Smalls and with some of those still with us by his side, Mayor Adams today announcing a formal partnership in the construction of the Universal Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx. You made me mayor. What your lyrics poured into me gave me the inspiration. You told the story. You made me unafraid to tell my story because you were unafraid to tell our story. And then the mayor went ahead and did it, folks. Yep, he stepped out there. Please, Larry Mullins, tell me. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Told his story, dropping a few rhymes in the process. Listen to this. Dyslexic, arrested, rejected, now I'm elected. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, the Hip Hop Museum will feature several gallery spaces, a black box theater, (laughs) interactive exhibits, and administrative offices. It'll open in 52,000 square foot space at the Bronx Point Development over at Mill Pond Park. Construction scheduled to begin next year with completion anticipated in the fall of 2025. Please don't leave an open mic again for the mayor. Well, concerns continue to grow about the safety of e-bikes and specifically the risk of explosions and fire from the batteries powering them. Fires caused by batteries from e-bikes have been on the rise, according to the FDNY. One of them was at NYCHA's Reese Houses last December, where Shaquan Mitchell lives. She says she still lives in fear. I don't know who else is charging, who's following instructions. This is something that's deadly. My neighbors are worried. 
Advocates in front of the City Hall want restrictions on these batteries, but without hurting those who need e-bikes, like people making deliveries. Councilmember Gail Brewer says more education is needed, but she also wants to ban refurbished batteries and require new batteries be certified. To ban the sale of manipulated or reconditioned batteries because they can't be trusted. Darius Ryan, CS 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at City Hall. And life got a whole lot easier for some ferry commuters today with the reopening of Greenpoint Landing because of an issue with one of its peers piles the landing had closed about a year and a half ago and was replaced with the words no commuter ever wants to hear shuttle bus service over to hunters point south ahead of the ribbon cutting the city economic development corporations jeff holmes said his agency is thrilled to bring back service at greenpoint landing and thank riders for their patience to the midterms now and given the outcome showing democrats faring pretty well in the senate and the house even president biden was in a good and even christmas-like mood over at the g20 summit picture him singing voters have decked the halls of congress with boughs of democrats fall la 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 you get it here in our state they're not ready to pull out the eggnog just yet in fact new york democrats thinking a lump of coal is more in order for the chairman of their party for the dismal Democratic showing here. State Senator Liz Kruger says in the bluest of blue states, Democrats lost votes and lost elections. She was hearing this from purple areas. Where was the state party? Why wasn't there any messaging coming out of the state party? Where was the support for candidates who were on the verge of having problems? She says even with different factions of the party, the goal is to unite under the large message of what Democrats are and what Republicans are not. Kruger says that's why she signed a letter calling for new party leadership. If the chair of the Nassau County Dems and the state Dems actually doesn't think outcomes of elections has anything to do with his job, I don't think he knows what his job is. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Meantime, the big picture, still no balance of power in the U.S. House. But as we learned over the weekend, Chuck Schumer was thrilled to announce that the Senate is still controlled by the Democrats. We'll keep you posted. A Long Island man in jail now after police say he stopped. Uh, they stopped him walking down the Sunrise Highway, allegedly with an open beer, and he didn't appreciate it. So they say he punched one cop in the nose and bit another one. Police say they told the 55-year-old, dude, there's an open container law here. Let me see your ID. Well, he must not have been in the mood because police say he went off and got into a scuffle with him. John Idenweil, what are you doing? He's in police custody now, albeit at the hospital, and the two officers ended up at the hospital, too, for evaluation. Idenweil is hit with assault and resisting arrest. And, oh, yeah, that open container thing. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.